Well, for a man that got struck by lightning 24 hours ago, you look pretty intact, I have to say. I always assumed... You ever, like, heard about what happens when people get electrocuted? They become immensely more attractive to everyone in their community for having survived a harrowing if they, if they survive experience if they I, don't i'm i'm kind of dude i'm treading dangerously close to being there's every community has one of those guys that's been struck by lightning like five times <laughs> are you gonna be the town lightning guy i'm gonna be the town lightning. I, I dude two times in the last four years I'm averaging one harrowingly close lightning strike once every two years or so. Uh, right now, you've got Tim Cook, not the Apple guy, different Tim Cook to compete with for Whitesburg's title. He's been struck four times, granted three of those times while uh, <laughs> roofing a garage with sheet metal during a lightning storm. <laughs> so. See, I don't even have an excuse. I'm just hanging out outside. You just like to drum in the open air during a lightning storm. <laughs> you like to hold two sticks toward the heavens <laughs> while thunder and lightning rains down. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people that get struck by lightning have a reputation that I think is unfair. People see them as kooks or, like, fringe wackos. Eccentrics. Eccentrics. And they didn't ask for it. They didn't ask to be struck by lightning most of the times, anyways. Well, the odds of getting struck by lightning once are not good. So multiple times, gotta say, you might you might be special. Well, the first time, oh, yeah, you're right. I guess statistically, dude, I'm dude. I was like within twenty yards. Now, as I as I've told this story over the years, the distance has shrunk. It used you know, in all actuality, it was probably like a hundred yards, but it, over time, the distance has become fifty and then thirty. <laughs> but it was right next to me. I could have reached out and grabbed it. I could have reached out and rode the lightning myself. <laughs> well, I, here's the kind of circular logic I've always posed, and not to turn this into a playing fast and loose with AC and DC currents, but. <laughs> But if water is the uh, the best conductor of electricity, right? Yeah, yeah. And our bodies are 80% water. Smart, right. Don't we kind of, by that logic, have a better chance of being struck by lightning than not? Probably. And, uh, and those of us... Add some mercury and, feelings in there, you might as well be a goddamn lightning rod. You're right. And all the steel plates I have in my head from the accidents... From the accident. And my massive steel cock, like my 12-inch long... Your 12-inch steel prosthesis. (laughs) Cock prosthesis. The doctors are like, there will be some side effects for this, all right? One may be, you may become more attractive to electrical storms. (laughs) Somebody will come to a Truebilly show in like seven years. The last person showing up for those <laughs> and I, i'll say yeah, terrence is a lightning rod they'll say oh he's a controversial figure around here I, i'll say no he's a literal lightning literally rod. The man's mostly metal and water and he gets struck by <laughs> lightning all the time he's he's kind of our lightning guy 
Yeah, I think I think that they're the lightning guys are unfairly maligned. But I don't know. There was like tall tales. Like, wasn't there like some cowboy that rode some lightning or something like that? Am I thinking of? Uh, I think you're thinking of the Prophet Muhammad again. Ah, uh, yes. Peace be upon him. Right. Happy yeah. Rafa to all those that celebrate. <laughs> uh, yeah. When I used to lifeguard at the pool in high school. We used to play fast and loose with lightning. We'd get out there with a a, a shepherd's a shepherd's crook. You know what a shepherd's crook is? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it like what you? Is it like what they used to use to like pull people off stage when they? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. I guess that was probably its earliest use, but now they use them in pool settings. So it's a big metal now, rod. With now they a use them for in. shepherd shepherding sheep. Now that for they shep- used, nah. it, it originated as a device to pull. An entertainer off stage, but now they mostly use it to. It's a staff for a shepherd. Right. It used to be go along with tomatoes. You know, you pull a guy off stage and throw tomatoes yeah. at him. Yeah. But now it's a lifesaver. A, a shepherd saw that and was like, "That would be great for my practice." Let's call that a shepherd's crook instead of a. I don't know what you call it. Get off the stage, buddy stick. Mm. And we'll have to workshop that one a little bit. Anyway. Mm. So what we would do is it would come a lightning storm. You blow the whistle, get all the kids out of the water. Uh huh. And then like you know, like you're supposed to be setting a good example for like lightning safety with the kids. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, the harsh reality is, if lightning strikes that pool, we're all dead anyway. <laughs> I've always wondered how that would look. I mean, like I've always tried to mentally visualize. Would everybody just sizzle on top like a fish? I don't. You know what I mean? Like on land, out of water. Like what's the What's the mechanics of that? I hear it shoots through you, and then, like, a lot of people get, like, it has to go somewhere. A lot of people get, like, holes blown in the bottoms of their feet. I want some of those. I heard of a guy at work for Kentucky Power that happened to. Doesn't seem pleasant. I think he survived, though. Holes blown through the bottom of your feet. Actually, no, I that sounds like what I want, because then I could use those holes to put, like, stilts in. And then I could yeah. get, like, free... I could be 10 feet tall with a 15-foot metallic cock and head, you know, skull plate, uh, metal plates. I'm trying to be Frankenstein, I guess, or Frankenstein's monster, I guess. <laughs> just, a, just a sort of piecemeal man. What happens when Frankenstein gets shocked with lightning? Because you know that motherfucker was a lightning magnet. Like, he had... All, I mean, he even had the the steel bolts coming out of his neck. Oh, oh, you mean like a literal? I thought you meant like he's just a controversial dude. <laughs> Frankenstein. He was pretty uh, controversial. Controversial, yeah. He killed yeah. a lot of kids. That that's pretty controversial. Yeah, yeah. Well, America does too. If you think about it, man. If you think about it, you're right. <laughs> that reminds me I had an idea for a movie I'm just cranking them out over here at the studio lightning bolt that's my movie studio um, I had an idea it's a movie like Saw but we get like and it's not a movie at all it's real life it's like a thing that we just do for fun we get the five supreme court or the six supreme court justices that you know, voted to overturn Roe v. Wade or whatever, and you put them in a room, 
and you know and it's like a tiled room and there's like a drain in the middle and what you know they all wake up like where am i whatever where am i and uh and then you hear my voice like are you ready to play a game and what and then they know they're in saw nine they're in saw they're in saw nine where i have impregnated one of them and to get out not only do they have to not only do they have to abort the baby (laughs) they have to write the best formulated opinion as to why it's a that would be the hardest part. Like they would abort it, but they would have a really hard time writing the opinion, uh, you know, justifying it. I guess. Yeah. So who would it, who would you impregnate? Let's see. This is not problematic because the the conceit here is that you're an insane sociopath, anyway. So. I'm a mad scientist who's been struck by lightning, who is ten feet yeah. tall. Who is a grotesque monstrosity due to society's m- making him an outcast and a pariah? You stroll in there and you're like, I used to be somebody, but now I'm just a piecemeal man made of steel and glass and <laughs> insanity. Uh huh. I think that, like, I think that Kavanaugh would be the best one to impregnate, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got to think about this. I got to think about this. Because, like, no one knows, I guess. So, ostensibly, they're going to have to stay in that room for nine months to figure out which one of them (laughs) starts to get pregnant. And then you're just like, oh, wait, no food and water either. And they're just all dead anyway. (laughs) This is, yeah, no, this is interesting. um, we, We could have a, this is an interesting premise, right? Like, they have to be in there for nine months, and no one knows who the one is that's pregnant it's like a movie well it's maybe it's not even like a real pregnancy because well i guess if we're just doing this as a thought experiment no it's a real i fuck clarence thomas in the (laughs) (laughs) and get in and bear a child well how about we do this how about we put a bomb in their stomach that's a stand-in for a baby for a (laughs) baby okay all right But the bomb represents the baby. But the bomb looks like a baby. Like they all give birth to it, and they're holding it. Yeah, like, it's like well. a creepy, like Squid Game, like thing that's just doing this in their stomach. It's just saying "dad, dad" and shit. Uh huh. I mean, you could make a sequel out of that, like the men, three men and a baby, but it's six men and a baby, and like that's their backstory. <laughs> <laughs> we all met because this mad scientist who had been struck by lightning six times <laughs> locked us in a room. He was this little town's <laughs> lightning guy, you know. Every town's got one. Jesus. Oh God, damn it! So I don't know. No, I mean like the. Yeah, no. That's. It's, you think it's got legs? You think that's got some legs? Uh, I think it. I mean the right studio, you know. <laughs> We could get that made. <laughs> that studio, I think, would be like our own studio we make ourselves, but I think it could get made. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, there's got to be, like, an item in the middle of the floor. Because, you know, they in the original Saw, I only saw the first one. But in that one, they wake up and there's, like, a, a saw, right? You didn't I see guess. the Donnie Wahlberg one? No, I didn't. Oh, man. You fucked up. I guess that's why it's called saw. There is a saw in the middle of the floor. Does that, is that the thing? Like every different 
entry in that film series, there's a different kind of saw. One of them's like a miter saw. One of them's like a table <laughs> Pole saw. saw. <laughs> it just goes like everyone is like saw seven. <laughs> the steel pole saw. <laughs> I just, like, are you ready to play a game? This week you're going to craft me a 12 by 9 uh, chest of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you, if, it's, if, it's not, if it's not done in six to eight months, <laughs> then, I'm, then, then you're going to die like a horrible, miserable death. They but you have do. six to eight months to take the miter saw and <laughs> just craft some tasteful furniture. <laughs> That's it's a like, very. Re- it's like here's a funny one. It's like Saw, but the guy's reasonable. Yeah, no, it's like the new show on G, uh, the HGTV. It's like, it's like they take, they t- yeah. You have to craft some yeah, some tasteful furniture. Yeah. Or the consequences are fatal. <laughs> yes, yeah, but like you have a ton of time to get it right. Yeah, it's like, like five reasonable years. Saw. <laughs> Like, the guy's not like, well, if you don't figure this complex game out in five minutes, like, your head's going to get, like, blown to bits. It's going to be like, well, you ready to play a game? And then they put you in this, like, horrible dungeon with, like, a miter. It, like, it looks very stark. There's, like, a miter saw. Yeah. But then he cuts the lights on, and there's, like, it's like a beautiful workshop on the other side. <laughs> and, the, and, like, a door. Like, you can yeah. leave any time. You have about five or six years to figure this out. <laughs> to figure this out. You need food? Drink? Ha! Too bad. You're not getting that here, but just down the road is a nice cafeteria. And here's, here's a credit card. Go knock yourself out anytime you want. But ju- then he just like goes, but just know <laughs> if this chest of drawers is not up to snuff in five to six years, I will disembowel you in front of you. <laughs> I don't know. The townspeople or something. <laughs> there is a bomb inside you. It will explode if this chest of drawers is not completed in the next five years. The bomb is also a baby. You could give birth to the baby and ditch it somewhere and give it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they have to make me a chest of drawers. Right. If I can find it. Reasonable I saw, I think, has legs. Re- reasonable saw, yeah, that's totally that's got some legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! You see the <laughs> You ready to play a game? In this corner, you will find a standard forty watt light bulb package of standard forty watt light bulbs. You have one week to change all four of the light bulbs that have gone out in my house. <laughs> If they're not done in seven to ten days, there'll be terrible consequences to pay. It's just like something you can do in five minutes. <laughs> you, you just do it like, I right, I'm going to head out. All right. See you later. <laughs> oh, shit. Reasonable saw, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> reasonable saw one, two, three. We'll just make a franchise. <laughs> Every time is a different like household chore, and like the most complex one is you have five years to build me a chest of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Uh, what's going on in the world? Nothing good. Well, the prime minister, to, the former prime minister, do. How, how am I going to finish this sentence? This has been a week of prime ministers. The news could be anything. What I'm about to say next. Where are you going? You going? Are you going Bojo or Shinzo? Curveball, bitch. The prime minister of Ghana has decided he is pleased with his landscaping at the palace. <laughs> he he just survived reasonable saw too. <laughs> Where <laughs> he had to build a koi pond for Jigsaw. <laughs> and he did so and did so with plenty of time to spare. <laughs> Everyone's covering the Prime Ministers of UK and Japan, but no one's covered Prime Minister of Ghana who just completed reasonable saw too. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the gun that that dude used to shoot the Japanese prime minister? Dude, it's the most hillbilly shit ever. <laughs> it really it is. is. I mean, it's like the gun version of a prison shank. I mean, it really is just too perfect. Yeah. What did he make it with? Looks like it was just a like a bunch of like electrical tape taped over top of it. That's all I saw. But it's just well they. They also removed another gun from his house that had, like, nine barrels on it. He, like, took nine shotgun barrels or something and put them one on top of the other. Not, like, nine, but, like, ro- uh, rows of three. And it had, like, an electrical trigger and like that was, I guess, activated with iPhone. This shit looks crazy. It looked, uh... This is the nerdiest gun ever. It's definitely the nerdiest gun ever. I mean, you make make a mark, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting... Imagine... Okay. Imagine that you hate a man so bad that you fashion a homemade gun that's connected to the iPhone somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a man makes his own gun to assassinate you with. Dude, it really is becoming... We're, we're, we're so close to someone, like, grafting a gun making some sort of gun like videodrome like making their hand or arm into some sort of gun like completing the like major laser that cartoon yeah exactly yeah that would be so tight not something that would happen on reasonable saw it's a little unreasonable for reasonable saw a little too unreasonable or or reasonable depends on who you ask yeah (laughs) <laughs> and if you f- <laughs> if you finish painting my barn in the next six to eight weeks, <laughs> I'll pay for your gun arm surgery. <laughs> just like oh, he's just a hillbilly. Like if you finish stacking that hay, I'll <laughs> yeah, just very normal chores. Just normal <laughs> chores around the farm. You mend them fence <laughs> once you mend them fences and fix fix them colt uh them horses. Man, well, then, then we'll talk on. Then we'll talk. <laughs> but, but until then <laughs> Until then I suggest you get your ass out there and start bailing hay. <laughs> <laughs> the the cowboys kit from last week that had the sex ed plan. His son goes back to him and says, says something. Well, 
We don't usually do arm guns before you get your nuts unclipped, but we'll make an exception here. You can bail that hay. The gaucho, yes. What yeah. we just, just described is a Cormac McCarthy movie, basically. Saw, Saw meets the Old West is Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, if you throw Cronenberg in there for a little B.H., Mm-hmm. Body horror. That's mm-hmm. how we say That's it. That's how you say it in the biz. Yeah. 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 So we got reasonable saw. What are we doing with Shinzo? Well, well I guess we ain't doing much of anything do- anymore. He's <laughs> he's kind of done. But. He's unresponsive at the moment. He's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that was... I don't know. It, felt, it feels kind of interesting... It's the I I am comfortable saying it's the highest profile assassination of a public figure. In when's the last time? Well, it's something we talked about on the show. You don't really see assassinations much anymore. Yeah, right. My thing that I'm curious about is if if inspired by the Japanese, we see a proliferation of homemade weapons. <laughs> what does that spell for the gun the gun debate? You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. where do you think the where do you think the Republicans would land on homemade guns? Yeah, it is interesting because like the NRA is probably, you know, like in the mining industry, there's like the NMA or whatever the fuck the National Miners Association. It's just like a trade group. It's like where all the capitalists. It's probably where all like the gun makers, uh, hang out and lobby for or whatever. So it's like, I guess homemade guns would be kind of a threat. Is there room in the NRA Big Tent for the homemade gun makers? That's a good question. Here's another question. Guns, for all the sort of worship of them, really haven't come into the 21st century, have they? Like, I mean, like, is there, I mean, I could be ignorant of this just because I'm not a gun guy, uh-huh. you know? I'm not, I'm not, I just don't, I'm not like a gun nut or anything like that. That's what I'm saying. That's not my thing. Uh-huh. But I wonder if there's any that like, oh, you can like connect connect uh, your your whatever to this app, and that you don't not don't really see that so much in that industry for some reason. You're right; they haven't disrupted it. It's not been innovated. There's the not an industry, Uber for guns. There's no yeah. Uber. You're right; like they haven't innovated it yet. Yeah. <clears throat> Who like? Am I want to scroll on Instagram and see like a an AR-15 with clean lines? Like Scandinavian design and like nice <laughs> colors, you know what I mean? And I want it to cost twenty nine ninety nine, and I want to pay for it or four easy payments over uh-huh. uh, uh, a firm or Klarna of twenty nine right. ninety nine gets you the the Instagram influencer gun. There's no conventional trigger. You do it all on your cell phone. Um. Right, you set up your gun, point it at your target, and then get up there and control it by app or something. By 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 your app, that's correct. Yeah, that will that will happen before we know it. Like that's, well, this is one of those jokes we make, and in like six months we will see that. You're right, dude. That is a great point. The, the gun industry has not been innovated. That's the thing. Like you would expect that at a, at a certain point, like Elon Musk with his Neuralink thing, they're gonna be able. to to do it to where you can have a gun grafted into your arm and then you can just control with your mind 
when to shoot it. Or if you walk into a certain social setting you don't want to be in, you just do the Bud Dwyer thing and <laughs> blow your friends <laughs> out. Yeah, I don't know. It is, it's interesting to think about because you see like sporting goods. You know, like golf clubs have all this crazy-ass technology now, tennis rackets, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. Guns have just not really went there. And it seems like this guy went there. This guy went there. He he dared to dream, honestly. Maybe the guy that assassinated Shinzo Abe will launch that company. Yeah, like, he dared to dream in two aspects. One being that this is the first major high-profile assassination of a political figure in a long time. Mm-hmm. And two, yeah, that he decided to do it with a non-conventional weapon. It was non-conventional. And that's yeah. we 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 should be rewarding minds like this. Have they talked about this guy's motive any? Is he like a radical? Is he I haven't heard a single thing about it. Is it just one of those things? It's it like I was talking to Joe Sanka the other day and he said that uh Greg Fisher, the mayor of Louisville, uh-huh. was a, was accosted. Somebody like ran and jumped in the air and punched him out the other day. Because they were mad about bike lanes in Louisville. Oh wow! There was all. Dude, it's woo. like of all of Greg Fisher's crimes, the bike. Taylor, Miss Hanlon, <laughs> Brianna Taylor, David McAtee, all the shit that happened in 2020 in that town. The thing that was the somebody's breaking point was Fisher's bike stance on policy. bike lanes. Were they pro the bike lane or anti the bike lane? Like, was he I, not doing enough? Were they I trying forgot. to pull him to the left? I forget. They're trying to pull. Yeah. I, I, I dropped Greg Fisher to pull him to the left on bike lanes. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't know who shot Shinzo Abe and why. For for the record, I didn't know much about Shinzo Abe pr- prior to just a few hours ago. Um, he was like a my, really my my biggest Abe memory was when Trump was showing classified information at Mar-a-Lago on his phone, and he let Abe get a peek. (laughs) (laughs) And then it came out that he was not supposed to show that to anybody. There's also the classic meeting between the two where Trump is just dumping his entire box of uh, fish food into the pond, and Shinzo Abe is watching. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Uh... Uh... That's funny to think about. I would be interested to know this dude's motive, though. Uh, you don't hear so much about the Japanese left, you know? Mm-hmm. But what's the guy we were talking about the other day? Um, The, the, the new theorist out of Japan. It's like, oh. the Mark, like the Marx expert of the moment. Mm, I can't remember his name. It wasn't Shinzo Abe. I think we can say that for sure. Um, I I think I think it's safe to say Shinzo Abe is not <laughs> Japan's Marx guy. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. What is his name? Let me see real quick. He had gun wounds in two locations and died of heart failure and heavily damaged arteries. Footage of the assassination was caught on camera. I didn't see it. Saito Kohei is the guy's name. I see. Um, the guy that shot him. 41-year-old Tetsuya Yamagami. Um, 
Man, I don't know. It would be interesting, though. I would imagine that the United States media... Well, maybe they might call him a leftist. After the Highland Park shooting, there was like this story in, in NPR that was like, we don't know anything about why people shoot anywhere. <laughs> this is this. It's kind of a full circle thing that that guy's name is Tetsuo, and then Tetsuo obviously and Akira has the metal arm. The metal arm. Yeah. It's no, yeah. There, yeah, this I was talking about this NPR article. Why the Highland Park suspect represents a different kind of violent extremism. Um, I want to. I didn't. I didn't read this. Did you read this? Do you want to read it? No, nah, no, hit it. We got nothing to do. Moments after law enforcement authorities disclosed the name of a person of interest in the deadly shooting at a July Fourth parade in Highland Park, extremism researchers, journalists, and some members of the public rushed online. They discussed discovered an extensive trail of digital activity believed to be linked to Robert Bobby Crimo the third now the Bob name Cri- AK Bob Crime Bob Crime now the named suspect in the mass shooting um there all experts agree though after sifting through all of his shit there is no clear political or ideological motivation instead many experts on extremism and technology say this suspect's activity fits with a still emerging profile of mass shooter well, why didn't they read an article about this about Tetsuya Yamagami? I need to know what the extremism experts say about him. I'm curious to know a lot of things about this cat, but also, too, like, I, like, what's the profile of like? It's just anybody that like has like some like sort of like insane ramblings on the internet and has incoherent politics it just fits the profile of a mass shooter now like how do you suss that out well also a lot of these shooters are really young or this guy was like you don't have any coherent anything your nuts haven't even dropped yet your brain hasn't stopped growing yeah i i don't have uh my nuts haven't dropped yet my brain that, hasn't stopped growing. That's that's because you're the lightning guy. That's not right. That's why they put the steel plates in my head to stop the brain from growing. They were like, "It's fucking, it won't stop." <laughs> his nuts haven't dropped and his brain won't his stop growing. He's too way too smart. <laughs> he's all brains, not enough cock and balls. Which would explain the twelve inch long steel shaft. You know, it's this is the backstory. You're getting the backstory of reasonable saw. <laughs> That's how it all started. I have a, I, I have a th- kind of a theory about this. I think in, uh, America is not ready to have this conversation. But <laughs> just my hunch is this: is this is kind of America's commitment to like individualism and cultivating the cult of self and uh-huh. and keeping us separate from each other and trying to atomize everybody and all this stuff. I think it's that's. These, like, sort of, like, lone wolf gunmen with incoherent politics, I think it's just their chickens coming home to roost here. What What would you say? It, dude, it's Because so, everybody's aggrieved, you know, in, the, in one way or another. And, like, legitimately, I'm not, like, saying, oh, you're a bunch of whiny babies. I mean, like, there's legit grievances, I think, that manifest in certain bad outcomes like this stuff right here, and nobody's willing to engage that. Like, we saw this, I, I mean... It's well-trodden territory and fucking lame to talk about the pandemic anymore. But if you recall, like, 
there was a time, and I mean, we're still in the throes of it here, but there was a time when everybody just got tired of everything. And I think it's like, I think it's kind of like how, like, you know, there's an acceptable amount of, like, rat turds and Coca-Cola and, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and like you know like these like late night lawyers that ah, yes. like when the fda approves a new drug they know that there's like an acceptable amount of people that are going to die or be maimed from taking this medicine or whatever right but like they've absorbed and like accounted for all those costs in this country's decided that we can handle this and that's why these things happen like this and just Nobody seems to like know how to deal with it. Like, th- like this debate goes much further than like gun control. I think that uh, it's interesting because you can actually use the pandemic as a kind of control in the in the debate or your hypothesis of like why this is happening. Because like, didn't this really gun- is a this really is a fast and loose episode now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. We are about to dive deep into the mind of madness. We're about to yeah. psycho, dude. Honestly, us trying to figure this out wouldn't be any crazier than these fucking extremism experts. What the fuck? What you're you're an extremism expert? Okay. Like yeah, yeah that's a thing that exists. Like you study yeah. extremism. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just a completely made up. You know, yeah. like, what is extreme? Like, who gets to determine who is the center? You know what I'm saying? It's just a fucking... Let me go ahead and save you a lot of time, buddy. What causes people to go extreme is they're living in extreme days. We're living in extreme days. We're living in extreme days. A. <laughs> or, or B, on a serious note, they're so fucking, like, beat down by the system and the world that we live in. That dude, I've experienced this this week. I'm on my Job shit this week. You know, I mean, there are long-time listeners who recall a time, maybe during the pandemic, if I recall correctly, that I was on my Job shit. I'm back on my Job shit again. Like, the world's kicking me down, and I've had temporary moments of insanity. Not where I was going to kill anybody or threaten violence, but it's like, you get so worked up, and it's like, what is the outlet for it? You know? The Job story is interesting because it... It does kind of have an individualistic thing to it. See, if you're on some Job shit, I watched Benedetta last night, and I'm on some we're all damned shit. Like, every human soul. Like, damned as in, like, we're irredeemable, and we're going to hell? Not so much that, just just that, like, to fully experience God's love and a spiritual community, we have to experience suffering. That the only way to understand anything is through affliction. In that case, we are all damned. (laughs) Yeah, we're all experiencing affliction now. I really don't believe that, but at the same time, like, I look around and a lot of things kind of feel like they verify it. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, totally. I, I went to a comedy show last night and then I came home and, uh, when I got home, that was like I saw that fucking tweet that was going around after I'd already been in a room with like seventy people. You know what I mean? Like all because I'm thinking like I'm on my vacation shit. Like I ain't got to worry about COVID for an indeterminate amount of time. And then I yeah. flip it on, and it's like, oh, I got COVID when the BA five came around that just reinfects you like a couple weeks later. I've not even been paying attention to the severity. My my eyes glass. Just completely glazed. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Just don't. It's fucking. It's all. It's all bad news, folks. Anyway, we're all damned, Benedetta. 
Well, you, uh, which is basically also the same story of Job. Job had to suffer um, to understand that he. Well, well what it is is there's a. It's a question of faith. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like how how much can you go through before your faith is shaken? Um, but I feel like the Job interpretation, um, you could interpret the Job story in such a way that says only select individuals will undergo some tests, while a different interpretation of that might be that all human beings, we are all worms. We're all Job. <laughs> We're all Job, and God and Satan are just shooting dice for our uh-huh. life up in his celestial court. Yeah. While that, we get covered in boils and our family struck down. Right, right, right. Um, But wait, so back up. Let's back up the car a little bit. We were talking, right before Job, we were talking about the mass shooter in society. Yeah. Uh, like, as my first reaction, I, I was like on the phone or whatever on Monday that was July 4th and I was with my girlfriend and literally my first reaction upon seeing that Highland Park thing was like I I was like talking to my girlfriend I was like you cannot tell you know obviously this is in the in the first minutes this is before the discourse is all unraveled and people have gotten online and become like detectives and have you know completely parsed everything out about the shooter and who he is and everything My first knee-jerk reaction was, like, you cannot convince me that this is not coordinated in some way just because I feel like statistically it just seems so preposterous to assume that all these disconnected people all arrive at the exact same conclusions on their own independent of anybody instructing them to do so or encouraging them to do so. And you know what I'm saying? It just seems too, it just seems that to me seems too fantastical. You you know what I mean? That it's spontaneous, that it's organic, that it is just a emergent property of living in the society we live in. That to me just seems too, I don't know why it just seems hard for me to believe it could be the case. I don't know. But I just it just seems to me that like when you're talking about like mass violence, it just that that is a political act. That's an ideological act to to or submit or a large group of people to a mass violent. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. Or or which I guess this would qualify under the heading of political act, the program to kill. Well, I mean. You could have that. I don't know, because like this NPR article comes down to the conclusion basically that they did it for the lulls, and it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this is not. It's weird, dude. It's it's this insinuation that there is no political content behind the act, which is a completely different interpretation of political terrorism than was popular twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine like twenty, thirty years ago, when on back just suggesting that uh, assassinations and mass shootings are just apolitical, like just the whims of madmen? Right, like exactly, like the mental health thing, like th- that it co- keeps going back to mental health. And if if only Osama bin Laden would have been alive in the time of better help, you know. 
We would get we would give him fifteen percent off. You know what I mean? <laughs> With code Trillbillies. Waivers. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Listen, Osama bin Laden. If you're out there with an earshot, here's an exclusive promo code for a hundred percent off. At better mental health. <laughs> better help. Whatever it is. What you know, what I'm talking about. <clears throat> yeah, it just like that. To me, you you okay. There are so many shootings that like it's it's almost seems impossible for me to universalize. It almost seems impossible to say that it's one thing like it's just mental health or it's just the readily available you know the abundant availability of guns or it is just a domestic gladio like terrorism operation. Well, I mean, it's like you say all the time about politics, man. People's politics are actually under a microscope or all over the place. And the reasons for these things are not one thing or the other or lonely, isolated kid playing video games. There's a lot of factors. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things at play. I tend to think, personally, again, knee-jerk reaction, I tend to think that a large percentage of these shootings, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say 90%, but I'm also not going to lowball it at like 30. I, I would say like maybe half, 50 to 60% of them are probably coordinated by some entity group or something like i i realize how that sounds but at the same time like ask yourself does it make sense that like 60 percent of them don't listen wait don't forge ahead with that thought because one thing that drives me nuts is when everybody tries to like you talk about a real thing that happens like leftists are the world's worst for this but the rational ones that are like what you all like when we were on like the fast and loose shit, like something something somebody would say from time to time was like, Oh, this is just capitalism. There's no like boogeyman behind the curtain, like pulling the strings or nothing. And it's like, how the fuck do you know about the CIA and say that with a straight fucking face? Like what you're saying is true. I mean, we do live under a system and there's not just like one grand Oz character that's like meddling everywhere. Yeah. But like there are coordinated killings carried out by this government. It's just and like, there are conspiracies that are real. It's just like we said a few weeks ago. The the universal condition is the class struggle. Yeah. But like the capitalist or the elite or whatever, I mean, various factions in that class struggle will try to advance their own agenda. And they will use conspiracy to do so. That's also the right. case for working class. I mean, a conspiracy by its basic definition could be like unionizing the workplace. It's people getting together and plotting out a collective, you know, like a plan that will advance their own position. I'm that, wondering, I'm curious, I'm, I'm curious if, if, um, <laughs> I'm curious if like, there's some sort of like, sort of folklore thing that's, that's sort of, uh, sort of been able to, like persist into modern times that had its origins in like political struggle, like back in like the brothers Grimm times or something like yeah. that. I think you so. Know? Like Hansel and Gretel is rooted in class struggle. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to tease that out a little bit. Yeah, man, it's, it's like the, it's, I don't know, man, it's just one of those things because there could even be factions and okay, it's not even that there could be. There definitely are. There are definitely factions within that like ruling block, who probably engage in their own conspiracies. So like, let's just say, 
as a fucking th- like theory that it is a specific ideological group or block within the ruling class that both sponsors facilitates and enacts a mass shooting or mass or act of mass violence like that it doesn't have to be the entire fbi doesn't have to be the entire whatever it can be like groups within them it doesn't even have to be within the fbi i mean i don't even again it's like we've come back to again it's like if even if this is true I don't, i'm not sure what exactly you could do about it because so much of the discourse around it is solidified around the idea that it is because of the abundance in guns but I, that is a part of it too i mean like it's just true that there is a it is yeah. a factor that like there are so many fucking guns. Like wherever just, you land on the gun debate, it's in, like you're just it's just willful ignorance if you say that. Uh, well, more guns doesn't equal more shootings. Well, I mean, because that's feels just like, like it's just like COVID. It's like it, like you're just in sort of denial if you just think that more infectious doesn't equal more deaths, more hospitalizations, or whatever. Right, but it could also be because of our particular history as a, like, settler colonial nation that, like, those two factors added together create this, like, emergent phenomenon where people go and enact that kind of violence. Again, it's possible. It just seems to me, it just seems to me very, it's, it's, you know, admittedly difficult for me to wrap my mind around the fact that it is an emer- it is an emergent phenomenon based on both our like violent settler colonial warfare society mm-hmm. and the abundance of guns and all these other things. Like it seems that there has to be some forces shaping it in the direction of mass violence. I don't know so- what they are or to but what sometimes- extent. Sometimes you're just mad about bike lanes. Sometimes you're just, but sometimes you're just mad about bike lanes. There is that, like you know, there, there's people that have carried out acts of violence that, like, when you hear the rationale, it's like, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you got like a very low bar for what warrants an assassination or whatever. Well, like I was just saying, like fifty per six, fifty to sixty percent of them could be coordinated or something. Then you could have like twenty five percent of them that is just a result of like copycat uh, shooters, people like taking influence from that, uh, people that do just you know lose it, and because there's a gun readily available, they just waste someone because of the bike lanes, or because you know people like in traffic, like this is a big deal, like. I don't know how many videos I've seen on the internet of people just like getting in road rage and just unloading a fucking clip on someone in traffic. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, there are like weird little phenomenons like that. You know, but what I mean? to me, like- <clears throat> to me, like a July Fourth parade, schools, like these are these seem to me to be like intentionally targeted areas of like like in order to achieve like Matt mass symbolism and terror like you go after schools you go after yeah like fucking public gatherings you know like fourth of july parades and stuff and obviously like the result is that it just creates more police it just beefs up the fucking security state even more Mm -hmm. right you know what i'm saying like 
Yeah, and that's I think that's probably the end result of a lot of this. Like any time that I've thought about like God I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. You know, I have my network <laughs> moment. Uh you think like, oh, like what am I capable of? I think this is something like everybody's kind of engaged a little bit, even if just like in their own head. You know, what am I capable yeah. of? And then it's like, okay, if you think rationally about like the end result, like sometimes, like if you if you got uh, you know cadre and all that kind of stuff, you could have revolution. But usually, what's just going to happen when we get in ourselves and think, oh, I could do some political violence? You're just going to get cuffed and stuff, and then like police is just going to beef up. And I mean, like sometimes I think like yeah, I don't know when 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 you're talking about these things like i think there's like something to be said for having discipline and stuff like that and not just like going around trying to like crack every skull you see and well i think that the i think that the left traditionally has never been with the exception of like russia in the late 19th century and maybe even the united states in the late 19th century like the left has never engaged in a lot of political terrorism i mean even like you get blamed for a lot, <laughs> right? I I think that even that like Bader Meinhof shit was a lot of those bombings. I think were done by the right and blamed on the left. Like, on the left, but yeah. that but that is true. I mean, there also was the weather underground and stuff like that. Yeah. But it just, uh, I mean, it is also entirely possible, and in fact, likely. I think this is a part of it. Like, I don't know this NPR article again. It seemed to kind of be saying that, yeah, just for the lulls, what did it say? Rather than falling neatly in the categories familiar to law enforcement and the public, such as white supremacists, radical Islamists, or anti-government militants, it requires an understanding of dark online subcultures that overlap and feed into each other in ways that glorify violence and foster nihilism. I mean, again, that, that description, glorifying violence and fostering nihilism, that is kind of what fascism is you know yeah. you've kind of just defined fascism you've defined an ideology like, just now exactly like, what it is yeah yeah right right so it's like, say what it is like right it's like, i mean i'm not one of those say what it is guys but you know well I'm, i think though i think that it what it is is that a lot of us look at this stuff and it's the same with like 9-11 or jfk or whatever like a lot of us see this and like we our knee-jerk reaction is like come on like something's something else is going on here but then like they work backwards to like prove to you that it's uh i don't know why i don't know i mean what what would be their purpose in doing that why are they writing articles like that it says alarmingly these experts say these online milieus have been tied to an increasing number of mass shootings over time is it because they're diagnosing like the symptoms like online chat rooms and stuff like that rather than diagnosing the actual root and one day you're on there saying age, sex, location, and the next day you're plotting right. how to kill Shinzo yeah, Abe. Right, 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 right. Like it's For like that. <laughs> like it's that seamless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just uh, unless fascism, white supremacy, what I mean, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whether this art, what this article weirdly uh, separates white supremacism from fascism but it's like it's like yeah you can you can have sort of equitable fascism right like you exactly like that you're exactly right but, but well like regardless 
until that is finally uprooted from American society and you have a complete and total social revolution with reparations and, you know, land back and fucking Soviets and worker-controlled proletariat dictator, whatever the fuck you want to call it, until that happens, you're probably going to continue saying more and more of this. Uh, Yeah, we could put a stop to this tomorrow if we wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, this says... This has a whole header called a mass shooter culture. Researchers who've come through Crimo's di- digital footprint, I think it's actually pronounced Cremo, um, say the content is strikingly unoriginal. It's just like a Zoomer spin on Zoomer trends and mass murders that have already been done before, said Sarah Hightower, using a term that refers to members of Gen Z. Hightower is an independent researcher focused on the extreme far light far-right and online cultic movements for example for example hightower noted one video that shows a cartoonized version of the suspect with a long gun and a bloody confrontation with law enforcement officers he's not the first mass shooter to animate himself into a column by massacre type animated music video blah, 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 blah. extremism researchers said the suspect's online content offers to the public a carefully curated persona that fits with an image of mass shooters styled on the killers in the 99 columbine massacre uh <clears throat> hmm. Back know. to Columbine, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> An emphasis on aesthetics over ideology. Isn't that wasn't that Walter Benjamin's definition of fascism? The aestheticization of politics. Of politics, <laughs> yeah. The visual language that Cremo used. Like they're his- hitting at some things here, like just by slipping on a banana peel. Right, like they don't, but but it, they're going to great lengths to depoliticize it. To depoliticize it, yeah, because Very I strange. mean, it's just more, it's just easier that way. Well, I mean, is it is that why they do it? Because it's easy, rather than like, do you think that there's some, there has to be some ideological commitment here to, uh, I, I don't know, maybe they're partisans in the sense that like, I think what it is is they're partisans towards the view. That the problem is the guns themselves, which again, I'm kind of sympathetic to, but our society is so completely insane. It's so rooted in white supremacist assumptions and settler colonial presumptions that like, that like it can only like that, like the ground is fertile for a gladio type operation that like yeah yeah if, 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 if if some of these things are not that they're missing a good opportunity. Exact. That is exactly right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Like the, the 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 ground is so fertile. The soil is so so fertile. Are you really telling me no one's going to take advantage of that? Like, of course they can fucking use the resources and history of this country to run an operation like that. If it, it would be massively successful, as it's shown. Yeah. Uh. You know, and to be clear, I'm not endorsing one. I mean, I am, okay, I am endorsing a, a conspiracy theory in the sense that, like, I think that, like, something is going on here beyond just an ideological commitment at the individual level. It's beyond that. I really do think that there is some larger apparatus at play that is kind of making strategic strikes or something. Uh, well, I mean, if you just think about what we know about Charles Manson now, you know what I mean? Like they found him, uh, you know, that he's in and out of the juvie system, sexually abused, and all this stuff, and essentially groomed by the FBI yeah, to to exactly. to do these things, you know. 
And it's like, you mean to tell me that we have a whole, like we have a whole, and this was the 60s, right? So like, we have a whole rash of those similar type crimes going on now. Not, I mean, you know, not, our matinee idols aren't getting knocked right. over like that. But like, but and and everybody just cannot countenance any sort of chicanery from the federal government in any of that. Honestly, you could say, well, you guys, if you're right, what does that prove? Like, wh- how would we change it? The only thing that it proves is that if shit ever did hit the fan here and we really did have some sort of opportunity to change things, what it proves is that you have to go all the fucking way. You have to go all the fucking way. You have to complete reconstruction. And... Or otherwise, otherwise this is going to come back. To me, yeah. that's this. I don't know. I mean, well, and and in our own minds and the way we see things, it's like, uh, like, is this stuff helter skelter, or is it chaos? You know, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. Well, dude, you can kind of see how. Like, I I wanted to show you this article that was in the New York Times the other week. You can kind of see how this is being deployed here uh this is the new york times schools are spending billions on high-tech defense for mass shootings the market for weapon detectors and crisis alert badges in schools is booming all right so um let's i want to go down here i don't i'm not going to read the whole thing but in 2021 schools and colleges in the u.s spent an estimated 3.1 billion dollars on security products and services compared with only $2.7 million in 2017. So that's, in four years, they jumped from $2.7 million to $3.1 billion. I mean, and this is, this, is, this is not just shit that, like, detects if you've got, a, like, gun detectors and, uh, you know, more CCTV cameras. This is, like, facial recognition technology. This is AI. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is yeah. sophisticated software that will track students everywhere they go. And I, will... mean, I, I mean, that's like what we were kind of hitting at with the Roe episode. I mean, maybe we didn't, you know, do it so eloquently, but, like, buried in the window dressing of all the abortion stuff, which is, you're right, and, it, and I'm not trying to make it not about women's health when I say this, but kind of nestled in there is this issue of personal privacy and all that kind of stuff so it's like this continual assault patriot act all this stuff over the last 20 years or so 20 plus years that's like really ramped up surveillance state and all this stuff it's just insane to just to just like punt on the possibility of like yeah that that kind of meddling the the end goal is the complete erosion of any like personal liberty you may have other than to commit mass violence. I mean, you will have that, I guess, if you have a certain ideology. It's like, you might have a liberty. <laughs> if you're a right, it's really dark. But yeah, that'll be your freedom. It's like, yeah, yeah we'll give... I mean, it's, it is... I mean, it's fascism. But it is our own unique American techno-fascism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it is crazy because you see this, like, when we were kids they had started putting more cops and cameras in school. But imagine if every thing about you, like down to how you interacted in the hallway to like other friends, what you were doing when p- other people weren't looking in the hallway, like you scratch your butt or something or you fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, or yeah, or they like put the infrared on you. They see your heart's beating a little bit 
consistent with somebody that's like angry or something, then all of a sudden four guys cuff and stuff you. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, they do the infrared on you and they see that you actually haven't had your vasectomy <laughs> reversed. Like you told all your boys you did. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do the infrared on you. They they can see that you're trying to use uh, a single notebook to hide your boner. <laughs> It's like, oh, God. Tell us all this time. But, like, from a young age, all that information will be collected about you and stored somewhere. Like, this is just happening. It's just, it's yeah. not something that, like, you sit around and, and, like, people on Twitter are like, it's crazy how society is becoming more like this. It is here. Like, yeah. this is just happening now. Like, we are collecting all this data about them. There is no privacy anymore. I don't know, uh, man. It's. Uh... I was talking to I was talking to a friend of mine. They were talking about um, uh, people making the pilgrimage to Mecca this year. And did you see this for the first time? Saudi Arabia has like started a lottery, and like you have to no. register with the Saudi government. Really? Yeah, and all this kind of stuff for the first time ever. And it's like you could see that, like, oh, you know, like, oh. Uh, millions of Muslims a year go make the pilgrimage to Mecca, and uh, oh, now we got to turn over all of our personal information to this kingdom that is cozy with the people that have been doing the same thing in the United States forever. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's like just starting, like it's just like selling your own people down the river to start the world's largest Muslim registry, just to turn over to the United States. Dude, that is. So fucking crazy. It is so fucked up that the, like the holiest sites in the Islamic religion are in fucking Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, a, a, a place that's only existed since the 50s that we carved up, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyways, this article I thought was pretty wild. It just basically goes, you know, this is also interesting. There's little hard evidence to suggest that safety technologies have prevented or mitigated catastrophic school events like mass shootings according to a 2016 report on school safety and technology. Um, there can be a tendency to grab the latest technology and make it appear that you are doing something really protective and very innovative. We really have to take a step back and look at it and say, what benefit are we getting out of this? Um, and again, you know, you get civil liberty. This is the thing. Like Civil liberty experts warn that the spread of surveillance technologies like gun detectors may make some students feel less safe. It's this weird naturalization in journalism, I've noticed, where they say, they like quote... A civil liberties expert who's like, this could have grave consequences for the future. And it's like, no, this could have grave consequences for yesterday. Right now. <laughs> like, yeah, for yeah. yesterday. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. the 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 world we've all been afraid of. And again, it's a trite point. It's like a point that you would put on fucking Twitter for like 20,000 retweets or whatever. It's like the world, that world is here. Uh, I don't have to tell the, the journos of the world like my old ball coach told me. If you're 15 minutes early, you're 30 minutes late. <laughs> uh huh. It's, it's, ins it's so insane how, like, your old, like, the coaches from your childhood either had the most, like, either had the greatest wisdom that you took well into your life or they were the most insane racist you'd ever met. It was, like, only those two <laughs> were the options. I'll never forget <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking Coach Whitaker coming into our room during a, a trip and we were watching G-String Divas on HBO. <laughs> and without missing a beat, he goes, 
what we got here, boys, a little G-string divas. And I'm, and I'm thinking about that as a 36-year-old man now. I'm thinking about how that is such a weird thing to say to a group of teenagers. He knew. Like, he, dude, he fucking saw it and knew exactly what it was in the same way that you or I would, like, walk in and see, like, a, you know, like, oh, uh, what is it today, boys? Murder, she wrote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew exactly what it was. I love the startup that some of these dis- school districts are using. Video analysis from a startup called Zero Eyes that scans school camera feeds looking for guns. Oh my fucking god, dude. Oh my god. Um I don't know, man. It's just it is just an interesting, interesting set of affairs. Man, we didn't even touch Boris Johnson. Uh-huh. I don't even know. That all happened so fast. Like them's, I don't, Them's the breaks. <laughs> I, tr- I, I tried to read some stuff and immediately got so bored. Even the craziest shit in British politics bore me. I'm just like, there it is so far. I was on the way here. I'd heard on the radio that there's like eight or ten guys that are vying to replace... Boris Johnson, and they're all names like uh, Cornwall Hurston, the you know <laughs> Gre- Greenwich Mean Time the Third. <laughs> it's like man, like Brits are like fucking cartoon characters. Like they really should not exist. Yeah. 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 Well. Um. So yeah, so anyways, in summary, uh, in summary, anything else you want to tag on to any of that? No. Did we figure? I, did we get to the bottom of the mass shooting phenomenon? I mean, probably, probably not. We probably got what some I, holes out there to plug, but, well, but uh, you don't like have I was, to do it all in the day. Like I was saying earlier, because you know the COVID, the pandemic, in many ways, again, it's like the defining event of. The now, whatever. Remember how like shootings completely dropped off in 2020. So like that that tells me several things. Uh, you know, it could verify the the argument made by like the you know hardcore strict anti gun whatever that like that the guns are the problem. I don't know. Does that pass muster in that theory? Because to me, again, I think this is the control in this experiment. The fact that comp- mass shootings like dropped the fuck off in 2020. <laughs> like, yeah. Is it because like people weren't hanging out in public anymore? Or is it because like the FBI workers were all like doing work from home and they were like, yeah. just, you know, not, <laughs> not fucking... Coordination's a little tough these days to do our Gladio, <laughs> Gladio stuff. You know, I, it also, I mean, even darker, it could be the idea that when you all are able to meet with each other, be around each other, talk to one another, there's this. We always have this looming threat of violence for you. But if you're good little people and you stay inside and you don't commiserate, uh-huh. you don't talk to one another, and you don't do this thing and that thing, you know, you don't engage in what it means to be human. Everything's safe and okay. Uh huh. Dude, that is true. It is so phenomenal to see the like npr write stories like this it if anything yes if anything the pandemic proved that what these shooters hate the most is society they hate 
people, I don't know, uh, either coming together for education, you know, learning, fellowship, or whatever. It, they hate society, which is, again, a fascist impulse. It, that, that has political... It's, yeah, it has political content. Uh, it, but I don't know, because we didn't have so much of that going on in 2020, it deprived them of, deprived them of that. They can keep us inside, keep us scared. And I'm not saying people should have been out mingling during the pandemic or anything like that. I'm not saying that either. But it is, it is awfully damn convenient that, and it, and it, and whether intentional or not intentional, you know, and I'm not, I'm not barking back up that tree again, but it does have the unintended consequence or maybe the intended consequence, depending upon, you know, your perspective of having, kept us from doing the one thing they hate for us to do which is to be with one another right 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 yeah basically it is what it is saying it is sending a message to society which is that you know being together uh should not be fear free it should be done under pretenses of terror and the and the looming threats of something bad happening which is again fascism right well i mean it's the same thing with all this shit too right if like crime rates are spiraling out of control and all this kind of stuff and all these cities are unsafe and everything and i have friends that you know think that there's some truth to that and i have friends that think that's absurd and i see things on twitter and in the news and other things whatever but like that's not that's that's intentional too though you know what i mean like we know the world overall is getting as, as safe as it's ever been you know what i mean but i think i heard something i don't know if it was on like one of those ira glass ass npr programs or whatever but they were talking about this family i think that uh had kids that when they were growing up the kids would like go and run through the forest behind their house and like they really didn't have any boundaries and they would go like wherever they wanted to go basically and that was a much more unsafe time in the world. And uh-huh. then, like, fast forward, they become parents, and they sort of, like, hem their kids into, like, a backyard. I remember I remember this. It was, like, on Under a radio Under the perception lab. that the world is so much crazier now, so we have to, like, kind of, like, you know, not let them have as many freedoms in order to protect them and all that kind of stuff. But the funny thing was is, like, the world is safer now than it's ever been. But it feels more insane you know right well they just learned a lot of shit in the pandemic they i think they i think that again you're talking about this like class struggle i think they learned a lot of shit in the pandemic um uh and we've pointed them out in the last months and you know and obviously we talked about it having to do with them overturning roe but Another thing, dude, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I, I read that profile of Ron DeSantis in The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing to me about that article <clears throat> was, like, early on in the pandemic, like, Ron DeSantis supported masks. And he was also a big supporter of vaccines. Like, Florida is where they, you know, begin, uh, you know, running the vaccines. And also, early on in the pandemic, Florida was doing something that New York or they weren't doing something that New York was doing, which was sending infected patients into nursing homes, which is like what happened in New York, and it's why so many people died there. 
Um, but the point being is that, like, I, I was reading all that, and it is so wild how much of the pandemic response came down to individual state entities. It was all displaced onto the state agencies and And by extension, us. Yeah, and by, and by extension, us. And like so, how well, how how can you modify your personal behavior to serve this purpose? You know yeah. what I mean? Which is like, and in a way, I don't have any problem with that. But why is the onus on us and not people in power? You know. Hmm. Well, I think that that for them, seeing that happen, told them that you know. Again, this is another part of. Our, his, our specific history that has to be abolished and done away with. But it, it, you can really see how they are, have used states' rights once again as the vehicle for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, both for the abortion thing, but also for uh, the response to COVID and everything else that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think in their minds, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, to me, it feels like they learned during the pandemic that, like, there is no federal government anymore, really. That, like, it can only exist to uphold various federative agreements and laws and rules, like, you know, how you can and can't move between the state lines. Mm-hmm. But it has no, like, liberating or uh, ameliorative uh, properties or mechanisms anymore. It only exists. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it doesn't. There was a time when, like, you had sort of uh, the push and pull of, like, well, who, does this favor people, workers, etc., or does it favor like people in power, rich people, whatever? Right. And like that, the whole pretense of that is just blown away now. And Completely. Like, this is not how the world is ordered anymore by politics. You're right. Like that's why, like we see this push toward a society that is apolitical, you know, right? At, to put it most general, okay, as a generous forecast. <laughs> yeah, and no, that's much why darker probably in reality. Yeah, that's why. Like, if you're obsessed with like, do it. If you have the brainworms that make you obsessed with doing something in the electoral realm. It's like I was saying earlier, like the DA thing, there could be something there. Maybe not. I don't know. I had some person say that I was stupid, so maybe I am. But because everything is devolved down at the state. <laughs> but I have a huge steel cop. <laughs> <laughs> so who's really stupid? So who's really stupid? But like because everything's devolved down to the state level, maybe a more um, fruitful pursuit of your time and energy would be like electoralism at the state level, not 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 governorships, but like state houses and stuff. Just because, just because that is apparently becoming the site. But yeah, where everything's so atomized, that's becoming the site of of struggle. And but also, you what see some things happening, and it's so weird that we're so fucking housebroken that, like, you see today, Biden's uh, announced that he's going to. Uh, he's going to use executive power to put Roe into law or whatever. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's so weird. Two weeks ago, this guy was striking a deal with Mitch McConnell for a judgeship in Kentucky. And then you saw mm-hmm. Bashir and Yarmouth, you know what I mean? Like, liberals, you know, like raising a stick about it. So you're seeing, like, an inch, and I'm not saying, like, oh, we need to go support Andy Bashir or whoever, or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, you are seeing some interesting things happen as as 
like people in power are trying to foist the responsibility on the states to decide stuff like that, abdicating yeah. their like federal responsibility. Like people start acting in ways that they wouldn't have acted a year ago. Dude, you're right. And the thing is, is that when that happened before, obviously it resulted in civil war. That's that's everybody's talking about that. Like, oh, civil war, civil war. It's like I don't think that this will result in civil war. Like, this is gonna have to result in. I don't know, man. I, it, I, I assume it would have to be some sort of, like, coexistence, some sort of confederative uh, arrangement or something that mm. where, where, like, the national administrative state only knits together the states through controlling movement of people and, yeah. I mean, obviously they're not going to do contro- controlling the movement of goods. Uh, they're trying to completely make sure that that is removed in any way but there's a contradiction there perhaps um i don't know man it just seems to me to be uh teetering in several conflicting directions where there's no obvious resolution in sight which is not a great thing it's also not a bad thing it just it just could be another opportunity who it just de- depends on who's going to be able to insert themselves into the breach and you know uh coalesce a sort a set of forces and in individuals and groups to hold the balance for a- another short time before the baton gets i don't know passed off to before someone else before the big one before the big one comes as you say right before the she big one she said last night right right <laughs> I don't know, man. I do not know. It's an open question. I just it's just interesting to to watch it play out and yeah. a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Um well stay tuned for this fall. You've got reasonable saw. You know Reasonable Saw coming to HGTV. <laughs> uh yeah. Jigsaw is the new face of the network. <laughs> It's like a Jigsaw and Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> it just becomes the star of HGTV. Oh, uh, shit. All right, well, check that out. We have a Patreon. We would really appreciate your uh, patronage, your business. Um, gas prices are going back down. That's so you don't good have excuse. news. You don't have excuse anymore. <laughs> I see this. It is funny to see all the everything we've been gal been gouged on the last several years coming back down after everybody present company includes. Oh man, they just never get better. <laughs> like some stuff will just continue to ebb and flow forever. Then other things will just keep getting worse and worse. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the revenge. What? I saw Brendan Gallagher said Brandon's revenge. <laughs> Watching the the oil market just plummet. Um, yeah. Well, maybe maybe uh, pr- hopefully prices will go down and that'll free up some money that you can put over to our Patreon. P a t r e o n dot com slash True Billy Workers Party. Uh, go for the price of uh, well, as it stands today, a gallon of gas. <laughs> About it. Yeah, for one gallon of gas. 
Yeah, maybe just fill up three quarters of the way, you know? Jesus. All right. That is so much money for a gallon of fucking gas. That is insane. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Well, um, up yours. Up yours, woke moralists. Uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Peace out.